True leadership means leaving things better than when you found them. Chris Barnhill has definitely done this during his tenure as chair of the USHBC. If you're not involved, get involved. You will get a blessing. You will get a, a, a lot of information. I have grown so much in my knowledge of the workings of the Blu-ray industry by being chair. And you don't always have to be chair, just being at the meetings, being involved. It's just amazing the information, the contacts, everything that how you can grow yourself. You can get great ideas from other areas that'll help you make your farm more successful. There's a lot to be gained from just being involved in it. To help continue to propel the blueberry industry forward, Chris now passes the baton to a new chair, Shelly Hartman of Michigan. Both Shelly and Chris join me on today's episode of The Business of Blueberries. This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to another episode of the Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. Now, we are celebrating the last week of National Blueberry Month and what a month it's been. We've been sharing with you all along the way the many exciting events and promotions that have been happening all month long. And we've enjoyed seeing just how many of our industry partners have shared in the celebration right along with us. This month is an opportunity to highlight our industry and turn blueberry consumers into blueberry enthusiasts during a really important time for many of our domestic growers. But one thing that's been a little different during this year's National Blueberry Month is the extra engagement of our industry partners in these efforts. We provided a National Blueberry Month toolkit providing resources for you to share in your own channels. We've shared marketing materials for our National Blueberry Pie Contest to make it easy for our blueberry growers to promote the competition with their own customers and communities. And we did highlight throughout the month the ways in which our industry partners promoted and celebrated National Blueberry Month in their own ways. So thank you to all of you who promoted and shared these resources throughout this last month. There was a certain sense of unity and excitement from all of our sectors in the industry. And we at the USHBC will work, continue to work uh, to foster that even more in the future. So given that we're closing out National Blueberry Month and touching on the importance of our industry's role in this kind of tentpole period for our blueberries, marketing our blueberries, it's only fitting that I have joining me today two longtime industry leaders who have been integral in their planning and launching efforts like the ones we saw over the last month of July. So it's my pleasure to welcome Chris Barnhill of North Carolina and Shelley Hartman of Michigan today. Chris recently stepped down as chair of USHBC and handed the reins over to Shelly Hartman. Guys, welcome. Thank you for being on the show with me today. Good to be here. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm looking forward to today's episode because it gives me a chance to ask a couple of our industry leaders to reflect on some of their leadership lessons and some of the highlights of their time in service to USHBC, as well as a look ahead to our industry's future. 
I'd like to start out with you, Chris. One thing I know you can count on in life is change. And I know over the past couple of years, you've been making some life changes that have led you to your decision to step down as chair of USHBC. Your your letter of resignation to the board highlighted some of those reasons and changes. But for our audience here, maybe you can touch on what's happening with you and, and your reasons for stepping down now. Well, I, I guess we'll start with why I sold the farm. Uh, like I said, we're fourth generation. So, you know, there's a lot of pride in that. Well, the fifth generation coming was not interested in running the farm. Uh, my son in particular was interested in running machines and picking the crop, but not the day to day. And he's taken other avenues. He's gone into the forestry industry and he's doing great in it. And I'm proud of him. So I sold the farm. I still own 10 acres of blueberries and he farms that. I don't farm blueberries at all. He, he rents that from me. And my son helping him in his forestry, I've got a solar farm that I don't really have to do a whole lot to, but it sure is fun to watch it. I've got 2,000 acres of forestry stuff that we're cutting trees or planting trees or cleaning ditches or something all the time. I've got uh, uh, three acres of elderberries, which is exciting to me. It's a, it's a good product. It seems to be a healthy product, and it's new in our area. I'm taking care of that and uh Really, I'm not really making syrup like most people. I'm making elderberry wine, which I think is a double good. It relaxes you and makes you healthy. So I think that's a good way to go. And most of all, grandchildren. We got four and and uh, another one on the way. And I am excited about playing with grandchildren and being around them and just a whole different focus. And you guys need somebody that's 100% focused blueberries all the time to do the job that it takes properly. Well, I think it speaks tremendous of your leadership, both to have served in the way that you have over all these years, but also to recognize when that time comes that you feel it's important for someone to to take over the helm. And, you know, I know in our secession planning, or at least in the way we've got our executive leadership set up, that uh, there was a plan for this at some point. And Shelly certainly has been a great leader in her capacity as vice chair. Um, but you know, before we kind of talk a little bit about what advice you might have for her as she takes over the helm, when you look back, Chris, like you said, it's been, you know, both opportunities and challenges, but what stands out to you when you think about what makes the last several years of chairmanship, leadership, leadership on the board, you know, what is that thing about the USHBC that really stands out to you as as work accomplished? I think the unity of the industry and the willing to help each other is awesome in this industry. If we lose that, then we've lost the game. But right now, yeah, I know we have our issues. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. We've had our issues. But if we lose that camaraderie, that support, that love for one another, then it won't only be a failure to USHBC, it'll be a failure to the industry. And I think and people's heard me say it over and over, is chair of the USHBC, I promote the NABC more than I do USHBC because when you're on the NABC, you are a participant in something. USHBC is a blanket. It's, it's taken care of. It's a, a government-mandated checkoff, and, and we're, we're doing what we've agreed to do, and it's doing a great job. But we've got to keep unified. We've got to keep loving each other. We can't let bickering and, and deceit get into the house we've got to stay unified 
and work out our differences because there are differences. You know, Shelly deals with things different than I do in North Carolina. It's just different growing areas. And now you're a worldwide. So you're looking at the whole world and each area has its own challenges. And all those challenges differ, but we've got to work the best we can to help the other area to succeed so that we can succeed. You know, I can't just sell North Carolina blueberries and everybody else go jump in a hole. We've got to have 52 weeks out of the year to be able to give the product to the people that they want and they desire. And to do that, we've got to get checks and balances and everybody succeed at it. You know, the West has had their weather issues with the temperatures. We had hail in North Carolina this year. There's always issues with blueberries, any farming. We've got to support each other through all of this. I, I guess that answers your question. Yeah, well, and when you look back, I th- certainly think there are both those highlights and those challenges. I think leadership uh, you know, requires you to be able to walk through all those things in the position you've in. So maybe you could share a little bit about you know, what has been the most challenging aspect of serving as chair when you consider you know, you've got these committees. And I, I would acknowledge that as a chair, you've definitely served in areas that, you know, it's not necessary, but certainly your role of sitting in on committee meetings and, and participating at the committee level as chair stands out as something that you were really committed to as a leader in the board. So as you've had to kind of look at the position, looking back now, reflecting on the role, what are those challenging things about serving in the chair position in an organization like USHBC? I think going into it, I didn't realize how much to do it right. And and that's one of the reasons I've, I've come down is to do it right, it takes time. It takes dedication to be aware of all the moving parts because there are a lot of moving parts now compared to what it used to be when I first came into the organization. It's much more intricate now. And, and with, with your leadership, things are starting to weave together instead of being little separate entities sitting out there. They're weaving together for the betterment of all. So the growth of, of this organization has been awesome. It's been a fun ride. It's been a fun time to be in there to see this growth. It's exciting to see what's our next step, what's our next step. The issues that we've dealt with, and all we all know the issues, things seem to have leveled down pretty good. Everything's meshing together. And it's just exciting to me. I, you know, if, if I wasn't going in a different direction in my life, I would definitely want to stay here and be a part of this as long as y'all would have me. But I think you got you got to, and I think Shelly's the person, the man for the hour, I would say the woman for the hour, to stay on top of it, to be involved, because as y'all know, I've sold my farm, and I'm not as involved, I'm not as interested. And you need somebody that's 100%. And I've had quite a few people say that I have attended more meetings and been more attentive than most chairs that they've had. And I'm like, well, that's what a chair should do. That's in my opinion. You should be aware of everything, not some things. And I'm not dissing any previous chairs. They've done a great job. Everybody's been praised before me, but that's my opinion of it, that that you need to cover every base. So when something does come up that you are totally aware that it doesn't blindside you. Let's take a moment here and take a quick break for our crop report. It continues to be a busy time across the country for our blueberry growers. So here once again is your blueberry crop report. It's time now for your blueberry crop report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry growing areas. Today, you'll hear from Matt McCree in New Jersey, 
Breck Schultz in Michigan, Doug Kramer in Oregon, Brian Sukuma in Washington, and Jason Smith in British Columbia. This was recorded on July 28th, 2021. Matt McCree reporting for New Jersey. Weather here is in the mid-80s with a chance of storms by the end of the week. The season is wrapping up here in New Jersey with process machine harvesting going on. Uh, They're on their last round of harvest here for later varieties. And a crop production, USDA reporting to 21.7 million conventional shipped as of June 24th. We're still on track for 34 million fresh, 8 million processed, which would be 42 million. The numbers might flip a little bit more towards process, but that's what we have. Consider this probably the last for reporting for harvest-wise. I think most guys will probably wrap up by this weekend or beginning of next week. This is Brian Sakuma calling from the state of Washington. We're in the middle of harvest. We're finishing on the west side. We've just started some drapers. Most of the dukes are in the barn. Quality is fairly good. There's still, you know, areas of Northwest Washington that, you know, have been dealing with the damage of the earlier heat and all. And then other parts of the county have fairly good yields and quality. We're looking at hotter temperatures to the end of the week, but they shouldn't be too bad. There's a lot of fruit that's been diverted to the freezer. Eastern Washington harvest is a little bit more advanced. They're getting through the drapers, maybe halfway through the Liberty. Quality is good, sizing maybe a little bit less than normal. And uh, towards the end of the week, they're supposed to be getting some pretty hot weather. Uh, I've heard up into the mid to high 90s and maybe hitting 100. But otherwise, uh, things are coming along fairly well. Maybe there's a little bit of a higher recovery loss due to the earlier heat, but the stuff that's going in the fresh market looks really good. Okay, this is Doug Kramer reporting for Oregon. We've had really good weather for the last few weeks and picked a lot of fruit volume off. I think things are going to change quickly here on especially the fresh side where we're moving out of the mid-season varieties and into the late season. We are looking at a few days of hot weather coming up. It's not going to be near as hot as it was three, four weeks ago when we had the devastating heat. It looks like we're going to be right up around 99 or 100 degrees in our largest producing area. So I think we can skate through that one without a problem. Other than that, we're picking a lot of processed fruit right now, and the processors are reeling because they are running full capacity and just barely keeping up. Hopefully, in about a week, things will slow down a little bit for them, too, and we'll have everything under control. So things are looking good in Oregon right now. This is Jason Smith reporting for British Columbia. Weather has been good so far recently, at least the last week here. It looks like we're going to be getting some of that hotter weather starting Thursday and basically through Sunday. And similar to Brian's comments and and Doug's comments, we're not going to be nearly as hot as we were before. And hopefully things will 
uh, get through it okay. Uh, quality's been good. A lot of the Duke is, if not wrapped up, wrapping up in the next few days, probably by the end of the weekend. Guys are hand harvesting blue crop for a bit now. Uh, machines are going into the blue crop, looking at second pick Rika as well. And I expect some of the Draper to start coming off fairly soon. The Elliott crop is looking pretty strong. And that is my crop report for today. All right. Hi, this is Rex Schultz from Michigan Crop Report. We got through the first pick of blue crop. It was a little tough at times for some of the growers uh, where they experienced uh, a lot of rain. And we had some issues there for a little bit with some of them with some anthracnose. But now that we're into second pick, the quality has drastically improved and seems to be doing real good right now. Most of the blue crop fields are in their second harvest. Draper's first pick is done here in Michigan. And we've got uh, also Nelson Legacy and, and Blue Gold that are harvesting right now. Also, Keepsake has started their first round of pick. This year, because of the uh, first pick of blue crop, we had probably a little bit more going into process because of the soft fruit than we normally would at this time. But for the uh, fresh that shipped, we're about 4.5 million pounds as of right now of fresh out of Michigan. The late varieties, Elliot's, are looking great. We expect a large volumes of, of Elliot's. With the weather being here a little hot and humid, it's uh, lasted for about a week, but we're getting some retrieve. But we're looking for um, the season right now. We're just getting through our peak season, and uh, we're getting on the downslide. So we expect it will be finishing up right around normal, around the middle of September for the Michigan harvest. And uh, that's our crop report for Michigan this week. Thank you to our growers and colleagues for sharing these crop reports with us, especially during this peak period in many parts of the U.S. Now, let's get back to our conversation with our leaders, Chris and Shelley. Well, you know, I don't think this puts Chris in a position where I don't find myself out in North Carolina someday riding around in his pickup truck looking at blueberries again. But Chris, the leadership you gave in the time I've had to work with you has certainly been greatly appreciated as somebody who's been new to this industry and I think, you know, just between you and Shelly, in my capacity, having the perspectives of, you know, what I know is a common thread of, I know we say it at the end of every podcast, uh, innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work that, you know, continues to be kind of a, a drumbeat that is shared, whether I'm in Michigan or I'm in North Carolina, Florida, Georgia, uh, now I've got to name all the states because I've started that list. But it's this really common thread that I know comes through in both of your leaderships. And so, Shelley, you know, as you take over this important kind of awesome opportunity and duty, what does this mean to you? I think it is an opportunity to just kind of build off the foundation that Chris has started in that, you know, togetherness and the unity of the industry and I kind of look at it like, you know, we got the whole world of blueberries in our hands and the unity piece of that and being able to, as Chris mentioned, listen to one another and work together. You know, I've been a person that really likes to work together. I see the benefits in working together and I'm looking forward to the opportunity of being able to continue that that Chris had started. 
Well, and, and both of you obviously have been engaged in the strategic planning that we're working on today with David Rockland that's uh, being set forth to have you know, approval by the fall this year. But is there anything that you see as you look forward on your tenure, Shelley, that excites you about the future for USHBC? I think what I'm looking forward to most, and Chris kind of touched on it a little bit, is getting more diverse people involved with this organization so that they have a good understanding and connection with what the USHBC has to provide to the industry. When Chris talked about, you know, him being a fourth generation grower, as Dennis and myself are, and he said the fifth generation just wanted to go a different direction, you know, we need to start including more younger people in our organization that can bring forward the future thoughts and and how the industry, I think, will be changing in the years to come. Amen. Well, I really appreciated your leadership. I mean, one thing I know you're saying is that there's a table of people who all have opinions and they're bringing those opinions to one table. And in that way that iron shapes iron, you know, the opinions have to come to some consensus and you've been great at building and ensuring that there's that consensus at the leadership table. A lot of unanimous consent, of course, under your leadership in all the workings of motions and efforts and budgets. And so certainly a lot of time you've committed over the years. And just on behalf of the entire board and certainly the industry and the audience who's listening, I just want to say thank you, Chris, for your service as chair over all these years. And as you start to take these different opportunities to move different directions, you know, we're wishing you all the best in that transition. As Shelley takes on this uh, important role within our organization, I think it'd be important maybe for you know, you to give what's top of mind in terms of advice or parting comments you might want to share with her, knowing that she's got some big shoes to fill in the way that you've led the organization, but also just knowing how demanding this position can be on a number of fronts. What advice do you have for her? Well, Shelly, my friend, we have been friends for a long time. The biggest thing I, I, I think you've got to be a good listener. You've got to realize that that there's more than one right way. We can all leave a point and go four or five different directions to get somewhere, and we'll all get there. So we have to be open-minded about that. Most of all, I'd like to thank you, Shelley, for covering my butt on quite a few meetings. You've, you've recently, in the last few years, uh, as vice chair, you have covered me multiple times due to other obligations or sickness or different things that you've had to cover me on. And I sure do uh, appreciate you being there for me. And like I say, most of all, and I know you will just uh, love everybody, listen to everybody, have an open mind and be a, a good, calm, easygoing, understanding person. And always try to bring it back to the farmer's view. We have a tendency to be industrial driven this is all about farmers. It's the farmer's money. Always anchor it in a farmer's view and don't don't let them debise you away from that. Thank you, Chris. I will take those words to heart. And honestly, you know, I'll get a little teary eyed here because you're a people person like myself. And the first time I met you, I just felt like a connection with you because you were so sincere and and you get your point across, but you do it in a way that it's very well read and people listen to what you have to say. And I hope that I make you proud and uh, I appreciate the 
friendship, the relationship, and uh, all the good things that you've done for this organization. I can't say enough on behalf of myself. And I think everyone out there really appreciates all the hard work you put into getting the USHBC and, and even the NABC where it is today. So a big thank you for that, Chris. Well, with those comments, it seems like a perfect time to dive into our marketing boost with USHBC NABC Vice President of Marketing and Communications, Jennifer Sparks. Thanks, Casey. Did you know that 73% of restaurant patrons believe blueberries make a dish more appealing? Did you know 64% believe they make a dish taste better? And also, super important for food service operators, 70% indicate a willingness to pay more for dishes that include blueberries. How do we know all this? We asked. These statistics and more come from USHBC's 2021 Patron Demand Study, just completed in June. And we're moving to make this study work for the industry. In partnership with our food service agency, Sterling Rice Group, we're sharing the results in exclusive study shareout sessions and roundtables with food service professionals. This study gives them the justification they've been asking for to put blueberries on their menus in new and different ways. Want to check out the full study and see how we communicate with food service professionals and spotlight blueberries to this important audience? Just visit our newly designed website, blueberry.org slash food service. We're working hard to build those relationships to help chefs and food service operators navigate the continuing challenges and opportunities of the pandemic and to inspire possibilities in both the traditional menu ideas to the unique adventurous options that blueberries provide. From sweet to savory and everything in between, blueberries belong on the menu everywhere you go. We're working to make that happen. This has been your Marketing Boost. Thank you for your partnership as together we inspire the world to grab a boost of blue. Casey, back to you. Thanks, Jenny. Let's return to our conversation with Chris and Shelley. One of the things that you know took place this month for National Blueberry Month was certainly the National Blueberry Pie Contest. Shelly, I know you were influential in kind of helping shape how that program got launched within the industry, but also you know the National Blueberry Month had the effort, I will say the effort of a record-breaking stack of blueberry pancakes. But there has been other things we've done as part of USHBC's promotional efforts over the years that have been equally exciting. And maybe, Chris, you could just highlight something that comes to mind that when you think about the demand driving or the health benefits or the or the work that's been done to cultivate the health halo for blueberries over the years, is there a moment that sticks out to you as chair or as just a member that you'll never forget? There's been so many. Uh, I mean, so many little things, little milestones that have been crossed. And it's exciting because there are so many little things that you can get excited about in this industry. And you're growing a healthy product. So take a lot of pride in what you do. Casey, you know, I'd like to jump in here with something that I think in in my involvement that really ignited excitement, I can say for a lot of folks here in Michigan, is the frozen opportunities in our partnering up with the food service, trying to get frozen blueberries on menus of some of these restaurants and and large users of blueberries that would fit nicely into not just as a great tasting product, but also the health benefits of it. And, you know, so many people were excited because that wasn't a conversation. It was kind of the frozen was always kind of on the back burner, I felt. And to have this 
conversation and to hire the agency and move in these directions is it's really exciting. And I think there's a great opportunity that, you know, we're going to get a, a great, great reception of people offering these things on the menu. Because as Chris said, you know, not only are blueberries good for you, they are like 100% consumable. You're buying a product, you're going to eat the whole thing. You're not going to have to peel it. You're not going to have to pit it. You're not going to have a core. You're going to buy a blueberry and you're going to be able to eat the whole thing. And that right there is wonderful news for everybody that enjoys the taste of a blueberry and they don't want to have to worry about, you know, all the rest of the cleaning up or pitting, peeling, whatever. Amen. It's what makes this such a, like Chris said, uh, you know, an incredible crop to grow, something that I know all of our growers take great pride in and certainly uh, something that as USHBC, we market and promote. So as I think we kind of come to an end of this conversation, you know, it just strikes me that I want to make sure I thank you both for the commitment of your selfless leadership over the years. And as we go forward from here, and certainly as I stepped into this role two years ago, you both were a big part of helping me uh, learn the ins and outs of this blueberry industry that we're in. So I appreciate both of your mentorships, your leadership, but most of all, certainly your friendship. Chris, it's bittersweet, my friend, to see that your leadership, your your tenure in this position come to an end. You've done so much for our industry. So again, on behalf of, I know our board and, and our industry stakeholders, thank you for all you've done in this role. And over the years with USHBC, You'll be missed in this position. I certainly will feel the freedom to reach out to you anytime and we'll continue to be in touch with you as you move into this next chapter of your life. And so congratulations on that. Shelly, thank you for stepping into this role. It'll be great to work with you and continue learning from you as I know you'll do a tremendous job sharing this organization as we go forward from here. But before we sign off, is there any final thoughts from either of you that you'd like to share? I'll go first, Shelly. I'm leaving. You'll get it next. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'd like to say and remind everybody, we don't own this. This is God's creation. This is God's earth. You're all farming a product that you can be proud of, as I said before. It's healthy. It's good for you. It's a fun industry. The people that are involved are just awesome people. To be a part of something that works so good. And yes, we have hiccups. Yes, we have issues we need to deal with. Yes, there are big issues that need to be dealt with. But as a unified body, there's no reason that this industry cannot stay united and deal with anything that comes at them. So y'all stay strong. Shelly, y'all be happy. Be happy. Be loving each other. And good luck to you. And if anybody needs me, I'm not that busy that I can't talk to you because you know Barnhills like to talk. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, thank you. Uh, Shelly, any other final thoughts before we let you go? Well, I, I think Chris said it very well. You know, one of the things that we have to remember about life, blueberries are our livelihood. And, you know, farming is our way of life. And part of that proud tradition of being a farmer is the stewardship of the land. But it's also the cultivation of the relationships and the respect and care that we have for one another. And that's what this organization is about. Chris started it. I'll finish it. And uh, I really look forward to it. And I'm glad Chris offered up that I can call upon him when I need him. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Shelly. So 
this has been, again, a great conversation. So we've had a number of conversations like this on the business of blueberries, where we hear directly from industry leaders like yourself who have been making a difference every day. And I'm always struck by some of the common themes that come from these conversations. In this case, you know, this need for unity, certainly the need for collaboration, the need for engagement from others in the industry, and the desire I think we all share in continuing to build a better, stronger, and more prosperous blueberry industry. So that's it for episode 58. We'd like to see you more involved in the blueberry industry. And a great way to start is by attending our 2021 tech symposium and fall meetings taking place in person and virtually September 27th and October 1st. Uh, If you'd like to join us, be sure to visit us online at blueberryevents.org. Registration is open and you can learn more there about our activities there in Salem. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work right here on The Business of Blueberries. It's been very fun and tough, different situations from, I mean, we had to hire Casey. I mean, good gosh, your buddy, that was a bad. <laughs> <laughs>